Coot. Coot right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is it for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! On a night billed as our last hurrah at the SCG, our almighty Cox threw out the welcome mat to the West Tigers. With the old boys present and our final spot on the line, our roosters had to show up, and show up they did, running in 12 tries to one. It was a match much like a Shakespearean tragedy. There was the opening stanza, the joys of the first half, and then as the second half rolled on, the tragedy that was the Bowmane Tigers. Their only highlight, an intercept by Brent Naden in the dying minutes. And in a final twist, as the curtain went down, Tigers captain James Tamu unceremoniously sent off. Hello and welcome to this episode of Roosters Radio. I'm joined here by the one and only producer, Pat. G'day, Pat. G'day, Silky. And up there in the Isabel Kelly studios, Bells. Hey, Bells. Hey, boys. How you doing? Doing really well. And while we're on Isabel Kelly, congratulations to our NRLW team. A great result, a resounding victory over Parramatta. We'll touch on that a little bit later. But let's just kick off with the men's game. Bells, uh, yourself and I had the pleasure of hosting up at the Captain's Club. Uh, we said it. In the, uh, in the welcoming address to all the people that were up there that we expected our boys to put a, uh, a score on. I think I uh, predicted 201 points last week. You weren't the, far uh, off, I wasn't that far off. <laughs> and I think, you know, most Roosters fans expected a dominant performance, but 72 points to six. I mean, did you see that coming? What a big game of football it was. It was um, 12 tries. We ran in 12 tries. It was just outstanding. And Sammy Walker's boot as well, 12 from 12. Oh, just great form coming into the finals, kicking those goals. But, yeah, it was just all show from the Roosters, wasn't it? It it really was. And, look, there were some great performances from our side, but also I thought there were some real poor performances from the Tigers. And, look, it pains me to say that as they're probably my second favourite team, the Tigers, but – um, they were so lacklustre, particularly in defence. Like you know, Angus Crichton scoring a pair, Natty Butcher scoring a pair. That was both. That both of them were done in the first half. Thirty nil at half time. Paddy, you were out the game. How'd you see it? Well, mate, I was that tired. I had to have Sunday off from dancing with the cheerleaders. I mean, every time I sat Didn't down, there was another point scored, and I was straight back up. Didn't so. they earn their cash? The Roosters cheer girls. They're the fittest cheerleaders I've ever seen after Saturday night. Yeah, special shout out to the Roosters girls. They earned their cash there on Saturday night and they did a great job. But yeah, thoughts on the game? Yeah, I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a team performance. I mean, you look at 72 points and for all money, you'd have Suali or Manu scoring a try or at least a couple. And the fact they didn't get over shows how much of a, a team performance it was. I think they've been our dominant players the last few weeks. So to steer away from them, Crichton got to, I mean, Natty Butcher with the four and... 
Bell's Matt Lodge. Yeah, Bell's. He crossed yeah. over. We talked about he it on last out. week's show. I told him he was going to score again, and he did it. He actually mentioned, yes, I'm usually good for a double. So well done, Matty Lodge. That was awesome. I suppose, guys, just one of the talking points I'd like to raise was just the errors off the back of points. I think there was about four or five where we, we lost uh, control of the ball, returning the ball from a kickoff. I'm sure Robbo would have addressed that during the week. Yes, I think so. I was going to mention that there was 13 errors in the game. And look, 72 points, there's going to be some errors because we were throwing the ball around and we were having some fun out there. But some of those errors, as you mentioned, Silky, they were they were silly errors, you know, unforced. And we really should be tidying that up coming into the back end of the season. But um, look, obviously, my highlight is Natty Butcher, four yeah. tries, just yeah. phenomenal effort. And he's has scored 10 tries this year and obviously four from Saturday night, but he's got another couple of doubles during the year. And it's just a, it's a reward for his hard effort. You know, he puts in every single game and at the moment, just the way that Sammy and Kiri are linking up on those edges with those second rowers, like left and right side is just so pretty to watch. It's, um, it's just all coming together. Um, I think as Robbo said, Kiri's on fire at the moment and he actually even just to quote Robbo, he's one of the smartest players in the game, but on Saturday night, I thought it was a little slow start, um, but Robbo mentioned in the press conference, you know, it took Kiri 10 minutes to try some different things that weren't paying off, and then it was just game on for him. He knew what he had to do, and he just ripped them apart. Yeah, I think going off those edges playing so well, it comes off the back of our guests last week, Matt Lodge and Hargraves, going forward. I mean, I know everyone knows you've got to earn the right to play, and then once you get that go forward... They're just making it look so easy. But then we get Collins and Siwa back, and Collins is a guest in tonight's show. With Collins, Siwa, Hargraves, and, and Matt Lodge all going forward, and then players like Egan Butcher, Connor Watson, Crichton, and, and Butcher can play off the back of that, this weekend is just going to be terrorizing. Uh, look, we've been waiting for this, salivating, in fact, for the return of these players. But, yeah, just on the on Luke Keary, if you go back and watch you know, one of the, one of the many tries um, that he had his hand in, just the way that he straightened up the attack and took the line on, and he just draws players in, and that gave Angus Crichton the space on that butcher the space. Uh, like it, it was a real master class for how a six should play, and and it was great to see you know that that combination, Sammy Walker, you know, dominating the right side of the field. I feel more now, and Luke Keary playing more of a dominant role on the left. I mean, we've got options both sides, and it's just great to see at this time of the year. Yes, well, not only did Natty Butch get the four tries, obviously Crichton got two, but he also got three line breaks as well, Crichton, so just tearing him up. But another highlight for me was our defence, you yeah. know. I mean, the Tigers played poorly, but that one try came from the intercept and the Bondi wall just um, still staying consistently strong. Well, to be fair, it's not like the Tigers threw much at him in attack. I, I, you know, they would drop the ball every time they got in, in our 20. But I think to Matt Lodge's point on last week's episode where he said, uh, and I quote, put the foot to the throat. I mean, mm. uh, I think we did that pretty handily. <laughs> on a Saturday few boot night. marks on a few Tigers <laughs> necks, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a record-breaking score, wasn't it? It sure was, yeah. And, and it was great to see there was 15,000 supporters out there uh, who, like Paddy, probably were quite fatigued by the end of the night. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what I loved, boys, being out there. When they scored that try from the intercept, it was like a golden point try. All yeah. the Tigers <laughs> in the crowd, they were all on their feet. They were cheering. It was, it was just hilarious to watch. And then I think they even got a penalty right towards the end on their own line and 
the crowd were going, take the two. It was like, <laughs> and they're going, take the two. It was just, it was hilarious. They got right. So they were getting flogged, but they were, um, they got right into it, which was good to see. I was surprised they were still around at the 72 minute when Naden scored. Some loyal yeah. fans. Hey, you got to give it to Die them. Out. I think I would have been way out of there. Out there at Leichhardt, they're solid. They sure are. But uh, look, plenty of problems um, out there in Tiger Town. Now, moving on from the men's game, uh, Saturday afternoon, one o'clock, out there at Parramatta Stadium, a curtain raiser. Our NRLW side, they were dominant against Parramatta, and uh, look, it was great to see that the that rich vein of form continue. Isabel Kelly, she bagged a double, and it was a great captain's knock, I thought, from the from the skipper. But there was plenty of great performances a- across the park. Uh, you know, Olivia Koenig, I thought, had a strong game, was rewarded with a good try. I think Racy McGregor is an unsung hero in that team. The way that she guides the the players around the park, I thought it was a really really good performance by our Rooster women, and uh, I'm sure it puts notice to uh, a couple of those teams who, uh, you know, will be sitting up, uh, particularly watching uh, it with interest bells. Your thoughts? Oh, it's just a great start to the season. Uh, 38 to 16, it was, you know, it was a smashing. Could have been more points. We unfortunately only got three out of the eight conversions, so add another 10 on top of that, and yeah, another big score. But as you mentioned, Coop, Isabel Kelly, I think she set the first one up and then scored the next two, so had a great game. And last week we spoke about the return of Sam Brenner into Unbelievable the – oh, Just into football world, not just for the Roosters. It was her Roosters debut, but she just played amazing. And, you know, 171 run metres, two line breaks. She had a cracking game. Bells, can I ask you, as a mother and, and an athlete yourself – She's got a, is it a 10 month old? So she's had a, just recently had a, a second child, but to come back into full contact rugby league after a long break, you know, and, and to come back like she hasn't missed a beat, like just, I suppose, give us a perspective, a female perspective, if you will, on like the challenges and, and the work that's gone into that. Well, it's bloody hard, Silky. It's bloody hard. <laughs> um, it's it's just I take my hat off to her. It's um she's got a couple of kids, so yep. it's not her first. And um just to get that fitness level, not only the fitness level, because you know, to get the cardio up and out there playing and running, that's that's such a cardio effort, but the strength as well. There's a lot of strength training in there. So there's a lot of time and effort. And then just being a mum, there's a lot of time and effort and Oh, look, it's just phenomenal. And it's just a credit to her that she can come back and be a professional athlete as well as a mum. It's um, it's just outstanding. Well, I think if she can continue playing that way, like she forces her way back in to the Australian side at the World Cup, if, if she's available. It was funny, in the commentary, they actually mentioned that um, she was in a filler role in the New South Wales squad, even though she wasn't playing, uh, because I believe uh, Tonegado was mm. under a bit of an injury cloud. <laughs> so she was... Without even playing a game, she was ready to put the sky blue on for, for New South Wales if required. But her, her performance, yeah, she was an absolute standout for someone who's been out of the game so long. She was dangerous uh, with the ball in hand. She set up a couple of tries just with quick hands as well. She was making breaks. She was all over the park. And uh, I think she'll end up being the buy of the season in the NRLW competition. Definitely. And it was just, it was great to see the season start again. We take the Broncos on. On yeah. Saturday, um, but definitely they will be out for blood because they were the favourites last season and, you know, we knocked them off in the semi-final. So that's going to be a big game on Saturday. And I'm just, 
I'm really looking forward to this uh, women's season. I heard Ruan Sims the other day say that it it looks different this year. Uh, it looks like the girls are fitter and stronger and they've just come back with more aggression. And uh, I noticed that in that first game. But, Bells, the other thing that I noticed is just the um, skill. Because they've been playing so much this year, it, it hasn't taken them a week or two or three weeks to get their patterns right and, you know, just the skill level. Like some of the ball movement ac- across all the games, I watched three of those women's games over the weekend. And, and look, they, they've just picked up where they left off a couple of months ago, which I think is a good thing. So the the standard is, is as high as ever. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great NRLW season. It's funny you say that on the skill, Silky, because I, I looked at the completion rate on the weekend and the Roosters were 88% and Parramatta were 85 So that's too big. Like a lot higher than great, the men. Yeah, great completion, completion rates. And they were throwing the ball around. They were they were moving the ball. Yep. And I had a flick back through last season and they're all really high completion rates. So they throw the ball from left to right or right to left. It's not just hit ups and, you know, two off the ruck or whatnot. They're, they're throwing the ball around. So there's lots of room for errors, but their completion rate is just, yeah, the statistics just tell a story. Well, uh, plenty of mouthwatering matches still ahead in the NRLW. Well, you're on Roosters Radio, and when we come back, he's been out for a couple of weeks, but he's salivating at taking on the storm down there in Melbourne, the one and only Lindsay Collins. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here we have it. One of our barnstorming running forwards for the red, white and blue. He's a gentleman. He is one of my favourites. We've always said it for the last few years now. Lindsay Collins, welcome to Roosters Radio. Cheers. Thanks for the introduction. (laughs) (laughs) It's absolutely great to have you back. Uh, You know, you have had the break and had some time off, but um, we all know why. But how are you feeling, mate? Yeah, really good. Um, Last couple of weeks have been slowly progressing through training. And um, last week, CYR and I were together and got through a lot of stuff stuff and ticked a lot of boxes and, um, yeah, just built a lot of confidence over the last couple of weeks, um, getting back into training again, which was good. So, yeah. You must be itching to get back out there, right? Yeah, yeah. I think la- last week um, before the game on game day, I woke up as if I was playing sort of thing. So, um, it was, uh, yeah, a bit upsetting to miss out on a win like that in the last game of the SCG. But, um, you know, the, the boys have done such a great job in the last couple of weeks. So, um, it's been really good to watch. I was going to ask you that, Lindsay, how hard it is to watch, you know, because obviously you probably would have been right to play on the weekend, but it's always good to get that extra rest. Um, you probably would have scored a double, mate, by the way they were scoring tries on Saturday night. How hard was that to watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hard, but, you know, um, it's also really good to watch. Um Everything's starting to click, which is really good for us. Um, you know, we've been working hard throughout the whole season. Um, and, yeah, it's really good to see it all coming together at the back end of the year. Now, Lindsay, last week we had um, Maddie Lodge on and he's just been a phenomenal gain for the club. What are your thoughts on his impact at the Roosters? Yeah, he's come, come in guns blazing, really. He's really you know, had a massive impact on our attack with the, the way he's just roll on the ruck with those quick play the balls. So, um, and he's another big boy in the middle. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's been really good having Lodgy in, um, you know, it, it was almost like a, a missing piece that we needed. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's come in and he's, 
really filled in a role for us, which is really, really good to have at the moment. So, yeah. What confidence does that give you coming back into the side with the form of Lodge and Hargraves going forward? Does it make it easier and and, and a bit more exciting to come back in? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. You know, uh, when, when the team's performing well it, it's um it gives everyone a bit of confidence even if you're not playing sort of thing so um yeah you know they, they've been setting the game up really well for the last couple of weeks and really setting the tone there early so you know my role there this week coming off the bench and stuff um it, it helps when they set a tone like that because you know you have to continue that sort of thing so uh, you get up for it they inspire you it's it's really good what is it about Trent Robinson that just seems to get the team playing at the right time of the year? I mean, this year's got a lot of a 2018 feel to it, where early on a lot of people, especially the media, were saying it's just not clicking. And of course, the Roosters haters, it's just not clicking, it's just not working, it's not the Roosters' year. And we all saw what happened. What is it about Robert that just gets the team going at the right time? Yeah, well, like we, we, we've always said it, you know, the year is is there to get ready for the back end of the year, if that makes sense, you know. So, um, you know, there was a lot of things that we were learning about ourselves throughout the year and stuff and a lot of things we were trying and, you know, um, improving and um, just started to click. So um, we, we, we've we got experience there where we know this back end of the year is really big and just, yeah, all going forward. And what about yourself, mate? What do you enjoy most about playing footy come this time of the year? Um, I think the fans come out a bit more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit more packed out crowds and stuff. You know, even um, don't want to go forward too much, but, you know, going to Allianz and stuff like that. Um, the finals time, I always, like, remember around finals time, that as, as bad as it sounds, the Rooster supporters really come out, but they come out and grow sort of thing. So, um, you know, I think really looking forward to that and the atmosphere of finals footy. Just talking on Allianz, we take each game at a time, but next week we've got the Bunnies there. Uh, you know, that's going to be a cracking game against them and a debut at the new stadium. Have you had a chance to go and have a look at the new stadium? No, I haven't had the chance yet. Uh, we've seen some photos. Um, we saw, we went through it um, mid-build. It's, it's, it's looking amazing. I drive past it every day to go to go into training. So, um, you know, drive a bit slower around it and have a good look <laughs> at it. But, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So, um, to be able to call that place home will be awesome. The last few weeks, Lindsay, speaking to players, there's been a lot of talk around belief and confidence in the team. I want to get your perspective Obviously, you had a few weeks out. What have you noticed almost from an outside perspective, not being on the field, not being a part of all the training sessions of that belief and confidence in the squad? Uh, I, I was saying that in the middle of the season. You know, we, We've had faith all, all year long. Um, you, know, you mentioned before about the doubters and stuff like that. It's all external noise. You know, um, Internally, we know what goes on inside those four walls and we've had faith the whole season. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's no different. That definitely comes from the coach, Robbo. We we uh, interviewed him a couple of weeks ago when you guys were up here for your camp and he's got the whole year mapped out. He's just phenomenal. But um, it just oozed out of him the faith that he's got. He said he tried a few things at the beginning of the year, but he knew and he knows exactly coming in to the finals. What does he say this week, Lindsay, to the boys? As you get to the back end of the year, you know, footy becomes more simple. We know our game now. We have an understanding of it. Um, 
and it's just it's just about playing simple footy and then when we have the moments to go after it, to go after it, I guess. And, um, yeah, I guess that's what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Look, we noticed, obviously, on Saturday night, we just tore the edges up. Crichton and, you know, Natty Butcher scoring four tries. Um, obviously, we mentioned early in the show, that's from the platform that the big boys the big boys lay. What's your job on Friday night off the bench? What, what do you got to do against the Storm? Yeah, it's to continue, continue what the boys have started in the first 20 to 30 all the way through to your stint so that they can come on and continue theirs. So it's it's combining a full 80-minute performance, you know. I think last week was a great snapshot of that. I think um, we mentioned that's probably the first time we've put together a full 80-minute performance this year and, um, you know, the scoreboard sort of showed, you know, what, what sort of happens when, uh, yeah, we, we do put a full 80 minutes together and, um, you know, this week it'll be a challenge with the storm but um, it's, it's what we need to do going against them is, is put up a full 80 minutes. So, um, yeah, I think that's just, that's just my role there. Done it, done it for a while. Yeah, now <laughs> I'm coming up through the ranks and whatnot. So yeah, looking forward to it. So yeah. Oh, well, Lindsay, it's been great having a chat with you and thank you so much for your time on Roosters Radio. Good luck down there against the Storm on Friday night and I'm sure you are going to have a cracking game coming off that bench. I am scared for that pack down there. You are going to tear them apart. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Great chat with Lindsay Collins and cannot wait to see him uh, on Friday night. Yeah, that was awesome. I love Lindsay. As everyone knows, he's one of my faves. And uh, yeah, no, it was great to chat with him. And Silky, it will be great to see them come into that game this weekend. You know, we mentioned earlier in the show, just that forward pack now, it's just going to be so dominating. And it will be interesting to see where they, um, I, I believe, and I think Robbo alluded to it at the end of the press conference as well on Saturday night that they will be coming off the bench. Um, He mentioned in that press conference that, you know, you can't change Maddie Lodge and Hargraves at the moment because they're just on fire. So that impact of those two big boys coming off the bench is going to be very exciting. Well, it's a must win. I think if we uh, if we do get the big W down there, it cements our spot in the final eight. Plenty to play for. Paddy Bells, score prediction. Well, I'll jump in, Silky. I mean, I think we're going to get up. Obviously, we both put big points on. Melbourne put 60 on the, the Broncos yeah. over the weekend, and big Nelson Asafa Solomona is absolutely killing it. So it's going to be quite the matchup to, to test these forwards that we're speaking of. I'm going to say Roosters 32, Melbourne 16. Wow, that's a lot of points, Paddy. Bells, yourself? I am going a little bit lower there, uh, 22 to 18. Yeah, I like that one, Bells. I think, yeah, there's going to be a few points, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a triathlon like Paddy thinks. I'm going to say Roosters in a nail-biter, 19, Storm 18. Who kicks a field goal? Sammy Walker. These games are historically tight. 
So, uh, there's always so there's a always a point in it. it. So there you go, uh, Roosters fans. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our very special guest, the one and only Lindsay Collins. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. East know how to play the game. They play it hard and fair. East know how to win the game. They give more than their share. They're great to see in action. These boys to show the way. Put the Roosters on the field. They'll show you how to play. Here come the Roosters. The best we've ever seen. The red, white Roosters. The Eastern Suburbs team.